0: Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together in your name. We know there are important things that are conveyed when we obey you. Everything you do for us is important. It's important to us, important to you. So we expect great things today, always in your presence. And we thank you for honoring us with your presence here today. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, amen, and amen again. Today we're going to talk about the mystery of phenomenal faith. The mystery of phenomenal faith. You've got to understand that the faith that we have in us that we use every day for the things that we need uh, is the same faith that created the heavens and the earth with God's word. We have his faith now. Uh, for us to be able to use because the, the life that we live now, we live by the faith of the Son of God. And Jesus instructed His disciples to have faith in God. Amen. So when we use our faith, you start out by faith in His Word. You gotta believe His Word. Believe what He says. And, and that kind of stuff will kind of blow your, your carnal mind because you'll sit there and you look and you think, Boy, could this really could God really want to do this for me? Is is you know, like Abraham and his wife Sarah, they were having children at ninety-nine and a hundred. You know, I don't care what era you live in, like we look back in the Bible and the early patriarchs lived to be 900 years old. But by the time Abraham and Sarah's generation came, many people were not living more than 70, 80 years old. Disease was, was increasing in the earth. All of that was going on. But I don't care what, what age you live in, a hundred is old. You understand? A hundred is a hundred. Amen. And so, uh, amen. I mean, you know, you'd be around a hundred years. That's a lot of years to be around. You know, you've seen generations come and go. You know, you sit there and you were born. They didn't have electricity and now everything's electric. You know, I mean, it's something to behold if you, you can make it that many years. So, so, but that at their age, God gave them a child. Amen. And they believed for it. Things do not come into our lives without the cooperation of our faith. And so we got to realize how phenomenal faith in God is. Your faith can get you average things, can get you normal things, can get you all of the things that you see, you know, that you desire, that you could afford, whatever. But we're talking about a faith way beyond that. This is the same faith that, that, that raised Jesus from the dead. It's the same faith that created to call of the heavens into being and holds them in order. Amen. Like the sun comes up every morning because of God's faith. His faith is holding that up. His word is holding that up. Amen. And so we gotta remember this is an awesome privilege that we have to be able to be heirs of God's faith and able to use that faith for whatever the need is. I mean, whatever it is, you, you find yourself in the Word and understanding God and understanding the Scriptures and realizing, you know, when you start reading the Bible, you'll, you'll start getting that, that Peace in your heart and you'll begin to understand God is talking to me. This thing that I'm reading about is for me. This, this, He's bringing this into my life. Amen. And so this faith is phenomenal. It's able to do great and mighty things on our behalf. And then as intercessors, we can, can stand in the gap for other people. People who may not know God or may not know him as well as we do, may not have the understanding of of who God is and the good he wants to do. That's why he tells us, you know, when I do something good for you, don't keep it to yourself. Amen. You go tell. Amen. You, you go spread the good news and let people know that I want to do these things for them and, and begin to intercede for people. Begin to stand in the gap. Begin to bring them before the throne of, of grace. You know, there's, there's no, uh, qualifying to, to get in God's face. All you got to do is have a need. Amen. And, and he, he responds to that need according to your faith. Do you really believe it? Or are you just sending out feelers to see if he's home? Well, he's home. Amen? Take his word for it. He is home all the time. And if you're born again, his home is in you. He lives in you. Amen? And he's pleased to live in each and every one of us. Now, we may not like each other too much, but God is pleased to dwell It's like, well, God, if you love her, I love her too. You know what I'm saying? I'm on board with all of that. Amen. He's pleased to live in us. Amen. He's just just nice and comfortable and at home. So don't ever... Discount the power of of faith in God. It's it's always there. It's always there to do great things, phenomenal things, things that that are beyond your imagination. Amen. And that's the beauty part of it. If there's something that that you know, suppose you don't think of everything you, how to pray, or you don't know how to, you know, uh, the Lord fixes your prayers up. That's Jesus' job. Amen. The Bible says he forever lives to do what? Make intercession for us. And he's constantly intercepting our prayers and and making them the right kind of prayer to bring the right kind of stuff, you know always imagine him to him intercepting your prayer and looking at it and then adding to it you know he he just looks over at the father and say father look what she's been doing for us let's add this this more in let's add he never takes away amen he always adds to it amen he's a god of increase and multiplication he don't subtract and he doesn't divide. Amen. His calculator don't have a subtract or a divide mode on it. Amen. It's always increase. More. 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 Amen. Exceeding abundantly beyond. Our God is beyond. Amen. So and that's what he wants to do for all of his kids. He wants to load us up. Amen. Amen. Yeah, most of you parents, when you were buying Christmas gifts, you were upset because your kid had 13 things on the list. You could only get seven. And Pete had enough sense to repeat next Christmas, so that seven got added to next year's list. You understand? Because they don't give up. They're relentless. That's the way we need to be, relentless in our faith. Amen. Amen. So why don't we turn to First Timothy chapter uh, three and verse nine? It says here, <clears throat> verse eight. Likewise, must the deacons be grave or or serious, sober-minded? Not double tongue. You don't want liars in the church. Not given to much wine. I say no wine. Oh, alcoholic devils, you know that. It's the first scripture they grab. You're a brand new Christian. The first scripture your alcoholic devils grab is have a little wine for your stomach's sake. You've been having a lot of wine for your, for your nerve's sake. So don't go there no more. Stay away from that. Amen. Not greedy of filthy lucre. You don't want somebody like Judas that's going to still want to be the treasurer. Let me hold the bag. Uh-huh. Now, we don't want volunteers to handle the money. We pray about that job more than anything. So if somebody volunteers, just put your eyebrow up on them and watch them. It says, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. So there is a mystery to the faith of God. Amen. It's not, not totally evident to the natural man. When, when we talk about mysteries, we're talking about spiritual things and things that can be re- revealed spiritually speaking. Um, things that you know, you just can't pick up a newspaper, and can, like you can pick up a newspaper and read anything, or used to be able to, I'm dating myself. But but it's not evident to the carnal man. So mysteries have to be sought after. You have to uh trust God to reveal. Uh, the answers come by revelation. They, they don't come by you trying to put two and two together and thinking it. It's not a mental thing. So mystery is something that God has revealed to us. So, so Timothy talks here about us holding fast the mystery of faith. Hold on to what God teaches you about His law of faith. Amen? And hold fast to it. Don't let it get away. In other words, your faith is something that you have to protect. You can't just, you know, like God tells you something and and you're believing something in His Word and then all of a sudden you hear something on, on, you know, social media or news that's the opposite of it. You've got a choice to make because you can drop what you, you think God has told you and pick that up or you can hold fast to the mystery of faith. Just hold, you may not understand it all, but hold on to what you do have. Amen. It's 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 like a marriage. You know, when you're a newlywed, you don't understand your husband and he don't understand his wife. That's normal. I don't know where y'all people come from, but you think oh well you know, um he's the one. And the reason I know it is because you don't know nothing, girlfriend. Come check with me in about ten. No, I ain't gonna give y'all double digits. Come come tomorrow and see what you be saying. You don't know nothing about that person. And because marriage is a mystery, that's another mystery. Amen. These things, you understand them by revelation. You ain't gonna sit up and think your way through how oh, I know it. When we married two years, it's gonna be this. In three years, honey, please. Amen. You don't know what it'll be then. But you hold fast to the mystery. Amen. You're married by faith. You believe in he's the one and he believe in you the one. Till death do you part. You still ain't sure. <laughs> Y'all having wheelchair races in the nursing home and you still ain't sure. Amen. Just, just, It's faith. I'm here by faith. All right. So the faith is a mystery. Amen. And God is revealing. It's not like it's going to be a mystery. But you get little pieces here, little pieces there. You get understanding here, understanding there. You get understanding for the things that you need, first and foremost. You know, sometimes people are just pressing God, pressing God, pressing God. Well, maybe you don't need that right now. Quit pressing and start receiving. Say, God, I humble myself. Whatever I need right now, I trust that you're supplying it to me. Amen. I don't have to know all the answers. Not right now. But I trust you to tell me what I do need to know and work with what you know. Amen. And, and allow God the, the honor to be God in your life. Amen. He tells you what you need to know when you need to know it. Amen. You won't miss anything. Trust me. Even you nosy sisters. Amen. Y'all ain't missing nothing. Well, no way. What is he saying about us? always on some prophets page? it's just go read your Bible. Give yourself a break. Amen. So part of the mystery of faith starts in Genesis chapter 1. You need to know that God's spirit is everywhere. God is available everywhere. And, uh, you know, sometimes we think because you feel him here or feel him there, or feel him in different places, but his spirit really uh governs the earth. We got to have somebody in charge and the holy spirit governs the earth and genesis 1 chapter 2 says and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of god moved upon the waters or hovered over the waters so the spirit of god hovers over the earth and what's he hovering for he's waiting to manifest he stands ready to manifest or make happen or make obvious, or make known God's word. So he's waiting to hear us say a prayer. He's waiting to hear us declare a scripture. He's waiting to hear us speak over our bodies, over our lives, over our situations. You need to know that. Because many times we don't think God is listening. He hears everything. He hears what's inside you. The Bible says he knows that you're you're down sitting and you're uprising. He knows everything about you. But he is waiting to manifest that which he hears. And that is our privilege to be able to speak into the realm of the Holy Spirit and allow him to hear our words and allow him to manifest the faith that's on our words amen so so we need to know that faith really is not a religious system or a belief system as some people describe it you know you hear some people out there saying my faith my faith well you know it, i i always stand with my faith well what is your faith you know they they I think that's, that's just wanting God around, you know. Faith is really a spiritual force, a very dynamic spiritual force that causes to manifest the will of God. Amen. So, so the faith of God goes along with the will of God, which is the word of God. Amen. So it's not that religious system or belief system. It really is a spiritual force that dwells on the inside of those who are born again, on the inside of believers, and faith operates way beyond the natural realm. We said it's phenomenal, amen. Faith makes what happens, um, the things happen, uh, in the from the supernatural realm, and delivers its results to us in the natural. So faith really translates commodities, situations, products, whatever, from one realm to the next, from the invisible realm to the visible. It causes it to move from one one dimension to the next dimension, if you want to put it that way. So faith is that force that causes the the spiritual things to manifest in that way. Can you girls get that buzz for me? Thank you. Praise God. Amen. If not Tone's outside, he can always fix it. Maybe needs to move. What is it? Oh, that's what that is? Oh get out of here. Cut that rest. No, don't do that. you all be y'all be running outside for real. Y'all'll go to the wire before I get there. Sorry about that. That is loud though. We need to do something about that. We'll call somebody this week. <laughs> all right. Sorry about that, ladies. So what what faith does cause things to manifest it's it 's really a system of transport, you can say it that way, from one realm to the next, even though it is holy, so we don 't want to think about it like a little truck running around from one place to the next, but faith does cause the invisible to become visible amen, and so these things are 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 um, Uh, way beyond our ability to really comprehend and understand them. But we can understand in part. We can understand the part God wants us to understand. You can't sit up and watch your faith do anything because it's invisible. you got to trust. See, there's a place where you do your part, God does his part. So we have to trust when we do our part, then God is willing to do His, and He will do His. You've got to believe that these things will actually happen before they can happen. Amen? So faith really invokes the hand of God into your situation. You want God to move, you've got to show Him your faith. You've got to believe that He will do exactly what His Word says it will do and some people refer to this as the audacity of faith where faith has a prominent boldness about it that that comes into your life in in a way that causes the things that were not uh visible to become visible the things that were disorderly to become orderly as far as God's word is concerned you see if we go back to Genesis 1 you see God said let there be light he said separate the light from the darkness let the darkness be over here and the light over there that's never changed you need to know that when you trust God and his word manifests in your life it won't change whatever God does it lasts forever you know, don't let the devil come and snowball you and tell you, well, you know, you, you bet sometime people don't keep day healing. Really? I ain't people. <laughs> you got me? I don't know who you talking about. Amen. That kind of nonsense does not dwell at my door. Amen. And, and so we, we need to allow God to invade our lives. With his faith. Let him just do what he wants to do. Cause he wants to do so much more really than we even ask or think about him doing. He's over and above all of that. Amen. He has a clause in, in our contract, in our covenant with him. He has a covenant. I call it the show out covenant. Amen. He's, he's got a clause in there that allows him to show out in your life you 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 trying to get rent due and when your mind starts thinking about well i guess maybe if i don't get it all this month who says you won't get all your rent this month unless you'd done, done something else with it but that's always always true people try to act like they said i pay all my bills you little liar you know how I know? I got bills on my desk and I date them as to when they're due. And I have like the money for like three at a time. But guess what? I pay them all on the day they do. Uh-huh. I don't want to be early and I don't want to be late. I'm on time. And I thought to myself, I said, you know what? You feel good holding on the money that ain't even yours. I said, yes, I do. Just because it ain't due yet. So that's that little thief in all of us. I'll steal if I can. Now, if I can think about doing something else with it for a hot minute, I might do it. But see, I made myself, but I'm not doing nothing early. huh it's, it's just, I mean, that's just the way I look at it. You know, I see some people say, well, I'm going to catch my bills up. No, I'm just going to be on time. I'm going to be on time. I'm doing good if I'm on time. My late husband always told me, he said, if you can get Uncle Sam to wait on his money, make him wait. (laughs) Hey! He got more than I got. Most of that's stolen, but we ain't going there. Just keep it moving. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) What am I blessed Bank of America early for? Think about them people. They ain't think about me. I pay what I owe and let's keep it moving. Don't get me started. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You go down there to your landlord or whoever where you pay your rent. Go down early and think they're gonna pat you on the back. I don't think so. Get nothing for early payments. So unless that's worked in the contract. But, you know, it makes me feel good to hold on to somebody else's money as long as I can. So, praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. (laughs) Ephesians 6, uh, 1 tells us something else about faith, too. And that is, it is a spiritual weapon. And this is a part I think sometimes we don't look at as much as we should. It helps us uh, once you know that there is something that you can do. When things are difficult and seem to be piling up on you. Amen. Uh, let me see. Ephesians 6. I think it's verse 1. No, like I said, 16, I think. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Amen. So it becomes a weapon. And the nice part of it is you can stand behind it. It doesn't take any skill. All it takes is you knowing when you're in faith. Position yourself behind your faith. Amen. And that it becomes a weapon of protection for you. Amen. So you begin to be able to stand behind your faith. Say, no, devil, I'm not sick. I'm healed. I don't care what kind of symptom. I'm still healed. You know, I'm, I'm healed. You can't tell me I'm not. I got it already. I'm not trying to get nothing. Amen. You can't try to get nothing from God. You either have it or you don't by faith. Amen. And so you take on that shield of faith. Amen. In Daniel chapter three, the three Hebrew boys found out what the, what fiery darts would come against them and how to stand in faith on God's word. Amen. They just told the king, they said, nah, you know, we ain't going to bow, king. We've been here a lot of years, been watching your craziness. Every year, something different with you. Come on, folks. Now, you don't follow crazy stuff. Every time you look up, it's something different. You see that, you said, nah, I think I'm going to stay over here with my God. He's the God I serve continually. Amen. The king had changed the, you know, the, 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 he wanted he built an idol and wanted the people to bow down to it, to the music. Well, one week it was rap music, and the next week it was, uh, you know, some kind of new age stuff. It was instrumental, so they didn't know what to dance to. So the Hebrew boy said, no, nah, we've been watching this for a while here, and we, we decided we ain't dancing to your music. We gonna stay with God over here. Cause He takes care of us. We know about Him. We don't know nothing about you. Amen. And by the time their faith was tested, which everybody's faith is, come on y'all. If you, if your faith wasn't being tested, you get everything you ask for immediately. Amen. God's working on some with us. You know, I realized a long time ago, you know, you try to figure out, oh, how's my faith been? None of your business. How come I got it? None of your business. All you need to know is if you, if at one point, you will receive what it is that you ask for. You don't have to know all the steps in between. Amen. If we learn all the steps, we'd be wanting to change partners. just a thought. Uh And God knows that even his dearly beloved children like us. We get a chance and we'll be like the Tower of Babel. We'll be trying to climb up to heaven because you see people all the time on Facebook bombard heaven with your prayers. Why are you going to bombard a place that's already given you everything? We got everything and now we still want to bust in and steal something. God is not withholding anything from us. We're withholding trust. That shows you don't trust Him. That shows you don't know this stuff is given already. Amen. I used to pray them kind of prayers. Thought I had to just keep continually, continually, continue. And I got so tired. I said, God, you know something. I'm just going to have to do something else. I either trust you or I don't. Amen. You can't stand, you don't arm twist God for something he's already, the thing is, you got to work at believing it, no matter your situation, you got to hold on to believing him, no matter what your situation is, amen, so here we have faith as a spiritual weapon, it's a shield you stand behind, amen, and you're behind the shield trusting in God and his word. And guarding that word in your heart that it will come to pass. Amen. I'm holding on God. I'm still believing you for this. I'm still believing you for that. Amen. And so, so once you put up that shield of faith, then you know that you have protection against the fiery, every time that, that the enemy tries to make you doubt, you come back with the Word. You come back with your faith in the Word. You come back with your other weapon, which is the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Your biggest your biggest issue is going to be reminding yourself about what God has told you and not letting that knowledge of what God has for you slip and you go believe in something else. You let the devil talk you out of it. Amen. So hold on to that shield of faith. It is your weapon. Amen. And it's a powerful weapon. It delivered the, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the lion's den. Amen. Or from the fiery furnace. And delivered Daniel from the lion's den. Amen. You know the, the, the king was 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 satisfied after he saw them men come out of that furnace and they didn't smoke, they didn't smell. It looked like they'd been to a picnic somewhere. Amen. And he shot his best shot at them. He changed his mouth. The Bible say he changed the king's words. He started talking, so he started preaching for God. Then God let him God revealed himself to the king. Amen. Many times your faith is so God can reveal himself to somebody. If you think you praying for a raise on the go- job, you God is trying to reveal himself to your boss. He could do it more if he had more kids that didn't cut up so much at work. Huh? Back there in the coffee room talking about everybody. Get up out of there and go do your work. Huh? You know, the optics are bad, as they say. It just don't look right. And the Bible says not to let your good be evil spoken of. Amen? You know, you, your boss is sick and the, you know he, he wants to go home and you go offer to pray. He said, who are you? I didn't even know you were a Christian. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. So, so we gotta keep our witness tight. Don't go to work and shoot your witness. Amen. I don't care what you have to do. Whatever they are doing, you go the opposite direction. Amen. Just go someplace else. Be someplace else. Amen. And don't flop that Bible off and the big words on there, the the, the coffee table, the family Bible, that big white cream colored one with the gold writing and the gold on the edge. Don't put that up on your desk at lunchtime. Go eat your Twinkies or whatever you got. You got too much of it anyway. (laughs) Most of us saints, when we feast, man, we feast. I'm telling you. But you know, don't be shelling out that little Bible on your desk every time somebody comes by. You know, just, just be, be a person. Let your light shine. You know what your light is? Your inner man. Let him come through. And then God can point people out to you when it's time to step in for him. You know, you don't have to flag people down and ask them if you can pray for them. I mean, unless we out witnessing, you know what I'm saying. But at your job, you don't have to hang your shingle out. You know, the Christian is in, out, far out. Don't mess with me. I curse you. (laughs) You know, let's cut that out, all right? Just let your light shine. Let your faith show. And God will take care of you. Amen. So faith, how do you use your faith? You will go the Roman road and talk about that a little bit. Because people are always thinking you need to do something extraordinary to release your faith to God. And, and it, that's really not true. Turn to Romans chapter 10. How does your faith work? Verse eight says what, how does faith speak? Says what saith it? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and your heart. So you don't have to go anywhere to find what God wants you to say. You don't have to go anywhere to find a prayer. Amen. I mean, it's in you already. You, there's something that we all believe on the inside of us that can be expressed at our time of need, and that's called faith, what's in your heart, bring it up to your mouth, and the Holy Spirit can cause it to manifest. Amen. Unspoken desires are never acted on. Amen, even in your ear it's it's good to confess the word anyhow. You need to hear it in your own hearing, in your own ears. Now, there are many times when meditating on the Word is necessary too. So you got to do them both. When you hear Scripture, you, you want to hold on to it, and you begin to meditate on it. Just think about it. Think it through. Think about what God just spoke to you. Think about what he wants you to do with that scripture. That's what causes faith to grow on the inside of you is is when you say it on the inside of you. But you must speak it out as a request, as a declaration. There are some people that, that can declare the word and have total faith and confidence that God will manifest and will bring it to pass. That's what prophecy is for. The first person you prophesy to you is yourself. You don't have no word for 15 people on Facebook. You need to speak that to yourself first. You got me? You gotta make sure you believe it. You ever notice some of them people used to, you used to see them prophesying all the time, you don't see them no more? Huh? They, they finally got the memo. Huh? God calling. Shut up and quit lying on me. You ain't heard from me. And I have not told you to tell people that stuff. Amen. Prophets of old, I mean, we couldn't have lived back in Elijah and Elisha's day. These people couldn't have made it back then. They'd have been dead day one. Because they stoned you to death for lying in God's name. Amen. Amen. God is so merciful, you know, he just looks at them and they say, well, I'll get them around the corner. I'll teach him the right way. I'll let their own words convict them. One day you sit up there and think, God, did you really tell me that that's when you start to get enlightened? Did you really tell me to say that? I thought that was you. I was saying this and saying that because other people say it too. You understand what I'm saying? So he gets all them people straightened out. Don't worry about them people. Just you don't believe that nonsense but the word does must the word has to be spoken before the holy spirit can manifest it and that's a safeguard for us cuz there's a lot of stuff we think and we shouldn't say and thank god you can't get arrested for your thoughts huh unless you put them on social media unless you're that stupid to put them out there crazy enough to publish them amen but the word must be spoken. Amen. The apostle Paul is saying, what, what saith this? How does this work? How does faith work? It works first of all by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I think that's in here too. I was trying to find that at first. Alright, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So once you begin to hear God's word, Take that with you. It's what you take with you that you will develop faith in. It's not the stuff that bounces off your head when you hear it. You got me, the stuff we reject. The thou shalt nots. You understand? We working on it, God. Is that okay, please? You understand what I'm saying? But but you take those words with you. He wants us to enjoy The promises. He wants us to enjoy his word. He wants us to find things in the word that we desire. That's why he gives you the Bible. So you can read it and quote unquote go shopping. You understand what I'm saying? And But you won't get it unless you really believe it. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? Like everything you read in the Bible does not automatically come to you. Because God has wants to make sure you're decided on what you want. Because he knows kids is greedy and adults too we want everything we see and we're so busy looking at the neighbor's stuff we can't get in the word to find out what's for us huh let me tell you this i don't care what your neighbor has how expensive it is how beautiful it is how what yours looks much better what God has for you, you think he can't top what the devil gave your neighbor? And what you never have to be concerned about is what your neighbor sweats about every night. Is who going to back up a tow truck and pull his out of there if he can't make the payments? You never have to be concerned about that. Your stuff arrives paid for. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has paid for everything that we get from heaven. So you don't owe anything on it. If you owe something, you better go back and pray some more. You understand me? I mean, there are times when we got to have bills on stuff. God understands that. He'll pay that. If you'll be faithful, when he sends the money, you bought something, you know what it costs every month. When he sends that money, pay your bills first. He even told that to the widow woman. You know, here's a woman with no husband. He just died and she's hard up. And she's crying out. You know, my husband was a faithful servant. We're broke. they get ready to take my kids off to debtor's farm. What you going to do, man of God? Amen. He asked her what she had in the house. You always got something. Huh? You're never without anything. I don't care if it's just breath, that's all Hannah had. huh? She gasped her prayer. She couldn't even form no words. She says that was her offering was oh, uh, uh. she had that you got that so you never without anything huh Thank God the widow told the truth. If she'd lied, them boys would be in prison today. You understand what I'm saying? Don't ever say you don't have anything. When God asks you, what do you have? You go searching. Huh? You go searching. And go to the best place. And she said, I don't have anything except a pot of oil. I firmly believe that was the anointing oil her husband used to minister. That's why she didn't think much of it. It didn't belong to her. He made that oil increase. He told her, go make friends with your neighbors, Miss Hoity Toity. You know, prophets, prophets' wives was something. Huh? Oh, yeah. Y'all may not think so, but I know for a fact they were. Huh? God made all the men in Egypt impotent because of a prophet's wife. Well, I'm going across the street to the wife. Everybody's sitting there. What's she say? Is she talking about sex? No, I'm talking about no sex. Jeez. Give me a break. Why I gotta miss Donna? Why I gotta work so hard? Huh? Oh man! If you think a prophet's wife is not valuable, so you know she probably be feeling herself all her life, hot and cold, running everything. You know, except she never made friends with her neighbors. She, you know what that move was for her to humble herself. Now he could have had those, he could have made the pots materialize out of nothing, but, you ever think about the things God tells people to do to prep for a miracle and why he tells them to do it? She hadn't humbled herself. Some of them people, you mean I gotta go across the street to the Smiths? Oh, they're just the most worst people. They're just, nobody's rich over there. Nobody's prosperous over there. We're gonna beg from the Smiths. Yes! Go beg. Make your boys go beg too. They need to humble themselves. Preachers' kids are oftentimes a piece of work. You got me? I'm just telling you all facts like it is, okay? Don't think you're just going to walk into a miracle. Oh, God poured that oil out. No, you're going to have to humble yourself. Tell the truth about what you got and humble yourself on top of it. Huh? And then you got to be responsible with the miracle. What did he tell her to do? He said, go sell the oil. He said, and pay your bills first. Child, the first thing we do, we get a piece of money. We go at the. I think I'll go to Nordstrom, sister. You ain't never, you don't even know how to spell it. You show up in Nordstrom, people won't even look your way. You understand what I'm saying? Now you ain't going to ignore nobody. You go go to them people that's threatening to put your boys in jail and pay your bills. Pay off your debts. Amen. Amen. So God causes us to be responsible with our miracle. uh, He gives grace to the humble. He, He ignores the proud. She calling out to the man of God like he's her servant. No respect, no, you understand what I'm saying? God gotta work on us sometime to get us in position where we can even receive something from Him. Just your pimp on up there and get your miracle like you, you all that. No. You can be mighty changed by the time this miracle comes through. Amen? <laughs> Anybody, you know, sometimes when I gotta get my hair done every week, girl, you gonna be sweating and snorting, finding a wig to throw on in a minute so you can run out the house and go pay somebody because you just got enough money to pay a bill. Come on now, Let's cut it out, Let's cut it out. You know the reason I gotta talk to y'all like this is cause faith people on television have ruined the body of Christ. They make you think you're worth all that, you're entitled to all that, and all you gotta do is talk and it's gonna show up. Not in my neighborhood, it don't like that. I don't know where they live, but it don't show up like that in my neighborhood. You gotta labor before the Lord sometimes. You gotta show God you're serious. Amen. Bible faith resides in our hearts, not our heads. Your head can want all kinds of things and think all kinds of things. But faith is of the heart. God's faith is of the heart. And it is, it is a blessing. It's, it's a safety because you don't want everything that goes through your head. It's not supposed to work like that. You'd have all kinds of stuff. You'd be missing all kinds of stuff. So God, God controls our lives with our faith. Amen. Whatever is is deposited in your heart, what we call the Rama word of God, the Bible. When you pick it up and read it, it's a written word. What you store and hide in your heart is the Rama word. You hold on to it, and that you may have to fight over. In fact, you will have to fight. You'll fight the good fight of faith, because your faith is worth holding on to. Amen. And so, when it resides in our hearts. It, it will begin to dominate your mind when it's in your heart, but it's not a mental thing. It is a heart thing. And many times when you, you desire something from God, you're like, that's all you think about all day long. Take that, that meditation and turn it into faith instead of turning it outwards and causing yourself to worry about it you got me? Because many times our mental preoccupation can fall over into a carnal zone. Like you'll be thinking about what it is that you're believing God for, you want from God, you need from God. And if you're not careful, instead of your meditation making it heart faith and strengthening your resolve that you have it already, amen, and faith says it's yours now. Even though the manifestation in the natural may not be there, but on a spiritual level, you have it now. See, This is the level that faith works on. So as long as you know you have it on the inside, you don't have to worry about the outside. Because you got it. Because the devil can't steal it once you possess it on the inside and you have it now. Amen. He can't do anything with that. Now he can try to convince you that that's all just a make-believe thing. Amen. But you know the difference because faith has a voice. It has a a sense to it. It carries a peace with it. There's no striving over it anymore. You know what you believe. Amen. And 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 if you are not sure what you believe, try thinking about the opposite. And you, you that's when you convince yourself. Nah, no, devil, I ain't sick. I'm healed. Now wait a minute. That's we going too far now. Thinking about you know me being carried out of here on a stretcher. You know, I just have a covenant with God. God, I'm gonna walk everywhere I need to get. You know, don't call 911 for me. I'm I'm not getting stretched out nowhere. You understand me? <laughs> I'm walking, <laughs> Amen, and that's all there is to it. And and this is how we live, folks. You you believe what whatever you want is what you believe for yourself. You desire these things. God has a covenant with you to provide these things for you. You have to want them before He'll deliver them to your house, Amen. He's not delivering anything to you by faith. That you don't want and you haven't asked for. And don't be blaming him for your husband or your wife. You ask for them. God don't have to live with them. You do. That's what you asked for. Well, it sure ain't looking like, I don't care what it looks like, it's yours. Pray it in the pretty. Amen. That's what your prayer life is for. You pray it pretty. Pray it, wealthy. Amen. Should have married money to begin with. But oh no, you was going for looks. You was going for love. Oh, All of that. You got what you asked for. But you could pray it into what you want it to be. Amen. Because God has promised us. That we will be pleased with the husband or wife of our youth. Amen. I don't care what they looking like right now. I don't care what they look like when you married them. They did not trick you. Huh? You keep living. Age does miraculous things to all kinds of people. (laughs) Amen. Just so don't go there. You know, this is, you know, people aren't like machinery. You don't trade them in for a younger model. Amen. You bless them with your prayers. You thank God, God, I love them more. The older we get, the more we love each other. Amen. We used to be able to hug real tight, and now we just bounce off each other. First come together. Whatever. Of course, all you thin young people think that's a joke. Just wait till you get there. Amen. Amen. Well, it's true. Amen. But you're, you're, the things that you desire from God will eventually dominate your thinking. Got me? You'll think healed all the time. I don't care what you, I mean, when you start delving into your spirit and understanding what you have in the word of God. It's called meditation. You begin to meditate on the word of God and keep it in your, the Bible says, keep it in your heart, keep it before your eyes, meditate in it day and night. Amen. That's where your prosperity and your success comes from. It don't, it don't come from them prosperity, Tony Robbins and them kind of people, you know, telling you, you got to do all this and do all that. It comes from the word of God. Because if God can't show it to you in the word, it doesn't exist for you. So go in and check out some scriptures. I recommend some scriptures that talk about people that he's made rich. The Bible says God made Abraham very rich. He was so rich he ran out of land for his cattle to graze with his nephew's cattle. So what did he have to do? Go buy more. God said, go look and find some more. Whatever you look at and you walk on, I'm going to give it to you. Amen? He says the same thing with us. You know, but you know what happens when we start reading things that tell us stuff like that in the Word? We start looking, oh, is that me? Eh. Well, everything else was you. Now all of a sudden it's talking to you about wealth and it ain't you all of a sudden. That's you. That's you. That's the new you. Amen? That's the you that's yet to come is you in a seed form right now. You keep feeding the seed and see if that thing doesn't grow. Amen. So everything in the word resides in our hearts. Meditation increases your faith. The Bible says that we are transformed by meditation, renewing our mind. Your old mindset says things aren't for you. God's not going to give you this. You don't deserve it. All of the above are almost true, except a part God won't give it to you. The reason he won't, because you got it already. Amen. You're not waiting on him to give you anything. This word is really confirming what God's already put inside your heart. If you're waiting on it to come, let me just 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 get in another line. Get out that line. You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's here already. Everything that we need for life is given to us already. The Bible says he has given us already all things that pertain to life and godliness. They're in the realm of glory. Amen. And you don't bombard glory to take stuff from God. You believe God for it. You walk softly before God. You humble yourself before God. You worship God. You have a life with God. Amen. And he knows when his kids are just after stuff and when they really love him. Amen. So if you don't have stuff yet, you need to work on loving him more. This is what I tell people: just start worshiping God, start thanking him for what, anything, nothing, everything. Thank him because thank thank him because you know his name. Thank him because you're not going to hell. Are you kidding me? You got so much you can thank him for. The Bible says the person who worships God, who fears God, wealth and riches will be in his house. What do you mean? All I got to do Yes. Worship God and mean it. Wealth and riches will be in your house. And you won't be hoarding them. See, he takes the hoard out of you. When you love him and he loves you back, guess what? You start changing to be more like him. You start being a giver. And you don't give just to get. You give because you love him. Amen. You know you're going to get something in return. You know he's going to increase you. That's a given deal. But if he could get more people to give out of love, we'd be a whole lot farther. Amen. Steady steps and formulas, you know, trying to run numbers on God and all that kind of stuff. You can't do that. You can't keep up with his adding. Your numbers is too small. He's got a much bigger calculator than you have. So the word of God, the Bible says, is near us. It's as near as being in your mouth and in your heart what you desire from God. Begin to grab scriptures and meditate on them. Make yourself an expert in certain areas of the Bible. Amen? You can never feed too much on the good things of God. And go in there and find things that you really need. You know, a lot of people are bruised and, and beaten from life and battered from life. You'll find healing in the Word of God maybe healing is where you need to focus you know because the bible says you prosper and you're in health as your soul prospers so many people have have become uh better off financially just by seeking healing amen you get in there you start get in there in your area of need amen You know you need to be more disciplined in your word, your study. Get in there and start focusing some of those things and see how God might not prosper you. You start studying the word more, he'll show you secrets of how to prosper in the natural. How to get wealthy in the natural. How to do the things, how to turn your hobby that that you like into a business that takes care of you. Amen? And several other people. And so, you know, we'll we'll start studying things in in God and and pretty soon we've got everything. He adds to it. He always adds to it. Amen. You don't have to beg him over and over again for the same thing. Just begin to delight yourself in the Lord. God, I love you. I want to delight in you more. What that scripture mean? You understand? <laughs> you know, you read something, and you say, ooh, that looks good, and then you find out you don't have a clue what that means. And you need to ask God to start showing. It's called meditation. That's how you get close to God. Reveal these mysteries to me, Lord. I don't really understand this. Show me what that means. Help me to understand you better. And as you begin to read and devour the word, then faith begins to rise up in you. Faith will begin to show you which way to go, what you really need to be praying for how to pray for children, how to pray for these crazy school systems these kids are holed up in. Now they got your kids hostage. You understand what I'm saying? It's like most parents got to send them to these stupid schools because they're both working. That didn't used to be. See, that was always a safety valve. Mom was at home covering the kids, protecting the children. You understand what I'm saying? Now everybody's scattered everywhere. And crazy people have come in and start telling your kids they're not the sex they were born. Craziness. And don't you believe that stuff? You find people like that, you pray for them that are that confused. Because God didn't make any mistakes. I'm just real sorry. He made you male and female from the beginning. There's no third nothing. These undisciplined people. You know, people don't bring their kids to church. People, adults barely go. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to force God on them. If you knew God, you wouldn't say that. You would if you could. Thing is, God don't force himself on anybody. You expose your children to the truth. Teach them the way they should go. Amen? Amen. Because I'm telling you, the devil is forcing a lot of people to do a lot of crazy things now. It's sad what you see some of these young people out there. They're, you know, they're supposed to be white, but they blue and black and red with tattoos. They don't even look like humans anymore. And we're supposed to take people like this. You're supposed to give them a job application and have them come work for you. I don't care if it is on Facebook, sue me. I work for God. And people, oh, uh, it's so nice to meet you. You know it ain't. Now you're right, man. You scared to death and you scared that that person gonna qualify for that job opening you got. Well, if you are not, you ought to be. Got all them symbols on there. You running home trying to look them up, see what they mean. I might have to hire him. What's that mean? What's that? I don't even know what that is. Uh This is what you get for rubber stamping all the craziness that's out there. You don't rubber stamp that. You say no to that. Say, God, please don't let this one, this one, that one, and that one come up in here, please. Long as I'm working here. Pray for your brothers and sisters in the Lord. (laughs) Uh, So we want faith in God and God's word to dominate our thinking. That's how you transform. That's how you're different. Amen. That's that's how you change. You change into somebody who's phenomenal (laughs) by your faith. Amen. You take on the attributes of what you believe. You start to believe God can do anything, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. See, God is the power behind your words. Now, your words sound bold, and, and some people will say, you sound arrogant, or you sound this and this. And say, no, that's just because you don't know that aspect of God. He's trying to introduce you to him in a new form. <laughs> Amen? Amen. Don't ever apologize for what God has done in your life, how he's changed you. You know, people try to change how they talk and how they, you know. I, well, the last time I told them about the Lord, they got mad. Good. Them, them's the ones that need Him. Amen. That just means you hit pay dirt. Amen. You're not here to make friends. You're here to get people to heaven. That's a hard job when you think about it. Think of what it took you to get saved. Huh? It's just true. (laughs) But whatever you can believe God for, amen, in his word, when it starts to get strong in you, you begin to confess it with your mouth and don't change your confession. I don't care what, you know, people look at, oh, the economy is this and, and, and this is this and this is that. God can rain money out of heaven to take care of his people. How many times has God prospered his people out of nowhere? Amen. You know, when there's a famine on, somehow the prophet gets fed. He gets two happy meals a day from ravens. And he's sitting beside a brook of water nobody knows about but him. he got his own private little restaurant there with room service on time every day. And there's a drought on. So if you're obedient to God, you serve God, he's going to take care of you. I don't care what the economy does. Amen? He'll He'll do miracles. He'll do miracles through his people. And he'll do miracles for his people. Amen? You know, the Bible, these are true to life stories. The word, the word says these people written in the Bible are examples to us. You're supposed to see yourself. God, if I ever get in that position, I know you'll come and do for me what you did for that widow or for that person. Or you got Hezekiah up off his deathbed. You know, you ever have God told him he was going to die? And he told God, no, I'm not going to die. Please, please. You understand what I'm saying? But he got God to change his mind. The mercy of God. You don't know until you have to tap into it how merciful he is. But God, he takes care of his own. He takes care of his But you must believe him. The faith is your responsibility. You've got to make the choice to believe God. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Why? Verse 10 in Romans 10, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness believes unto righteousness. Not do everything right unto righteousness. Well, I'm glad of that one. I don't know about you, but that makes me happy, 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 happy. That means when you do wrong, you repent and start believing again. Huh? I mean, seriously. Seriously. You, see, you confess that and tell God, God, you know, I see what I did. I'm so sorry. And then start confessing the word again. Start believing him for the promises again. Start, you mean right away? Well, when would you want to do it? Come on, y'all. He means that. He means immediately when you confess your sins, he's the faithful one. He's the just one. He's holy. He knows what holy means. He knows what he's doing all the time, and he does the right thing all the time. We don't have to second guess. Well, you know, I I used to be on time out. Jesus took your time out for you. You don't need no time out from God. You need more time with Him. The problem is you've had too much time out. You need to get time with time in, in your word, in his presence. You think God is pleased by keeping you at arm's length when he says draw near to me? Huh? You draw near. He's waiting for you to to call his number. Amen? It takes faith even to want God to intervene in your life says draw near to me and that means that you are extending your faith to him and that's all he needs to see is you believe in his word amen and so when we we have the word is near us in our mouth and our heart because with our heart that's where righteousness resides inside when you have a heart full of god's word you that's your righteousness And from that, your righteousness speaks and it guides you. It tells you what to do. You don't jump up and and try to obey God's word without his help. You'll fall flat. We spent years doing that. I spent all my life trying that before I got saved. Finally, one day you realize you can't do that without him. That's how he gets glory. You keep trying and trying and trying and you fail every time you finally say, God, please help me. And He gets you say, you mean it was that easy? Uh-huh. All you got to do is believe the word. Let him guide your steps. Let him empower you to do right. Let him give you the right things to do. Amen? And trust me, when you start doing right before God, and the, when you look at the world, and it'll look wrong to many people. In fact, it's going to look wrong to you sometimes. But you keep doing the right thing, no matter what God tells you to do. Amen? He might tell you to, to to go bless a neighbor with something. He said, they don't know me. That's the problem. When are they going to get to know you, little Miss Snob? You know how you are. You kind of funny about your people sometimes. Huh? God wants you to know people. That's what Jesus did. He went around the people nobody wanted to be around. Huh? And we can't tell by appearances anymore. Not anymore, you can't real easy. You don't know, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer was somebody's neighbor. Amen? Just watch yourself like that. Let God guide you. Amen? Just, he wants to lead us and guide us in the way that we should go. And many times we're, we're doing things many times on assignment from God it's not for you to know everything you don't have to be aware of the importance of everything that you do or or why you do it what it's going to lead to you know your steps are ordered by him amen he'll show you what to do and how to do it amen he just wants to do things and it keeps you in the, the will of god it keeps you from making grievous mistakes And it keeps you being blessed of God. So that's the best way really to live. So we live by faith as well as speak faith. Amen. So you live by the faith of the Son of God. And that faith may take you to some very interesting places. Amen. Some places that that you never thought you'd be before. You know, I didn't grow up wanting to be a preacher. You know, that's just not something, unless, you know, my parents weren't ministers you know unless it's something you trained in your family or something like that now if you you got parents that preachers and you ain't preaching you better go pray that ought to shake some people up but i always tell people that you know the the apple don't fall ain't that what they say apple don't fall far from the tree huh now, if you run running from religion keep running but i'm talking about the call of god you need to check in and say, God, you know, all these preachers in my family, and every time I get up, people start weeping and carrying, mm, ooh, sure sign. Amen. So check in with yourself. Check in with God. Allow him to guide you. Amen. So in 2 Corinthians 4.13, it talks about how the spirit of faith sounds. What does it sound like? We say we you confess with your mouth what you believe in your heart. Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, it says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. You must speak what you believe. Even if it doesn't, it to your ears, it doesn't sound. Remember the first time you had symptoms in your body and you said you were healed? You know what that felt like. It felt like you had just told a lie. Amen. It felt like the whole world was screaming at you. You can't say that. It always sounds that way. You need to keep saying it over and over and over again, what you really believe in your heart. Because in your heart, you're going to believe some things that you don't see in the natural. That's always true when you used God's faith. When God said, let there be, there was nothing there. Amen? So he had to keep saying it. He had to say it and, and stand on it and make sure it manifested. And that's the way we need to do. Say it, stand on it, until it manifests. So God didn't take back when when he said, let there be light. He said, there was light. Light came to him immediately. Our stuff won't come like that. And be thankful it doesn't. Amen? Because your faith has to be developed, folks. It has to be strengthened. And it must be tested. God wants to see what we're going to say consistently. You know, whenever you say something once and you Watching it, that ain't faith. I don't know what that is, but quit doing it. If you, if you're doing it, quit doing it. Amen. It's what we say consistently. It's what we really believe deep down inside of us. Amen. You know, when, when your children were born, when they brought those children to you, you said, hmm, this is probably my kid cause he looks like, you understand what I'm saying? You believed it in your heart. You just had that baby. Nowadays, they don't take them nowhere. You know, back in the day, they, the mother would have a baby out there and they rush him out somewhere. You don't know whose baby that was when they brought it back, but you had a way to identify it. Something inside of you said, that's mine. Ah, huh? That's mine. Amen. Now the daddy might have it. Well, I'm not going to go there. We won't have that kind of time. Maybe we do reclock me Uh uh-huh you know how do you know them daddies they want to deny stuff but see no you know what happens the mother will come the aunt will come yeah that's his baby girl that baby got his head that big old head that baby got a big old head just like he got him since he is the verdict is in you don't need no dna samples the blood has spoken, Amen. And that mama, the blood, blood didn't spoke on that, Amen. So, so you know in your heart what's true. You know in your heart what you believe. Start speaking what's in your heart, even if your ears go what. You know, you start saying, God, I have a second business. I have a this business is too small. I see a second business and I have it right now. You got me. Mess your crazy head up. Mess your carnal head up with what your heart believes. This is how change comes. This is how things come and manifest in the natural from out in that realm called glory. If God didn't want you to have it, he wouldn't put it in the Bible and he wouldn't cause you to believe it. Once you believe it, folks, it's a done deal. All you got to do is hold on to it. you got to continue to please God with your faith. You've got to live before him every day like he's your best friend, like you love him more than anybody. Amen? You spend time with him. You get to know him. You tell him all the truth about yourself. Amen? Like the woman with the issue of blood. You know, Jesus was looking for her. Why? Because of her faith. He looks for everybody who's got faith. You know, let that be your testimony. Jesus, I thank you that my faith is strong enough that you're looking for me. You're looking for me right now, and I'm going to tell you all the truth. Amen. I want this. I love you. I see myself doing this. I have your word on this. This is what I desire. Amen. And I'm going to continue to live for you the best way I can. I'm not going to quit on what I'm doing, God. And help me to perform what I'm saying. You got me? And live for God. He will give you anything when you belong to him. If you qualify with your faith. But this fly-by-night stuff where we trust him for a little bit and then run off doing, huh? Mm -mm. That ain't working for him. He And he knows when you really believe. Amen? Because at that point, he'll release to you the desires of your heart. He'll start to trust you with more things. He'll say, yeah, this one has my heart. They spend enough time with me. They're just like me. I can trust them to go do what I tell them to do. And go do something for God. You know, be be available. God, what can I do for you today? And you know, the first thing he tells you to do, go do it. Don't sit up there and say, I don't know about that. didn't sound like God to me. I need another confirmation. Well, you ain't getting one. You either go have enough faith to take a chance to go do something and believe it might be God if you asked him to give you something to do. Uh Trust me, it's probably him. All right? You don't have to fleece around. You well, know, people kill me. They want confirmations on some work. But if you tell them they got, God is going to give you, but I receive, believe, I claim it's man. No, you ain't getting nothing till you get up and do something for him. Amen. You need to be willing. Amen. Willing to do whatever the master commands that we do. Amen. All right. Why don't we stop? Father, thank you for your word and for understanding. Lord, we thank you that we are holding fast the mystery of your phenomenal faith, unwavering. We're not wavering on this, Lord. We thank you, Lord, we don't waver. We bless you, Father. We thank you for everything, everything, for promises, Lord. We rest in your promises, Lord. We don't have to see everything and have everything right away. But the fact that you would care enough about us to promise it to us and know that we can have it is more than what we can imagine. And we thank you for that. Father, we honor you. We bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Anybody needs prayer, come on up and I'll pray for you. Miss Nola, get you.